Hello Rescuers, my name's Che Webster and this is Roleplay Rescue and this is a bonus call-in episode. So if that's your thing, carry on listening. What I'm going to do today is I'm just going to run through call-ins that have been coming in since the end of June, starting with comments on episode 904, Two Ways, One Me, the Jekyll and Hyde episode, as some have called it, and then just run through them in chronological order until we run out of time. So, I don't know exactly what's in here. Let's find out. Rescue! HA, listen to Roleplay Rescue 904. Yeah, man, you got to play the game you want to play. Run the game you want to run. The players will come or they won't. I, I don't think you'll have any problem filling up seats at your table. And if they're not happy with the style of game, they'll leave and find a different game. But you have to enjoy it, too. So, you know, I wouldn't worry so much about pleasing the players, aside from, you know, being a fair, even-handed GM. I, I think that'll, you know, and tell an interesting story. I think that's going to please everybody. So, yep. that's about it. H.A. Jason here. Thank you. Just listen to your call-in episode. Thank you so much for your kind response to my call, my concerns about not being a role player. And I think you're right. I'm just a social gamer, and I need to embrace that. And that's okay. I am going to give solo gaming another try here on my recent or my upcoming vacation. And what I'm going to do is instead of approaching it as a player trying to explore the world or a player trying to play through and using the Oracle or, you know, using the dungeon master simulator as a dungeon master i'm going to use it as a gm simulator i'm going to do the opposite i'm going to use the random tables and the rolling and the procedural bits to run the party and i'm going to play it kind of sort of like a dungeon master to see how this random party goes through without getting invested in, in the party or trying to so we'll see how that goes i also wanted to say really quickly both spencer and paul's call were great Great comments on the um, scanning thing. So the prolific Jason Connolly there from Nerds RPG Variety Cast, dropping in some more calls and is probably some more later on in the episode as well. Uh, thank you, Jason, for your calls. I really appreciate it. And I'm kind of curious about that use of the GM emulator, you know, turning around uh, the perspective a little bit there. You'll have to let us know how you got on with that. On the subject of the call-ins around sort of, you know, the scanner thing... I think Frank has something to say about that. Hey, Jay. Uh, just looked at the time and realized that hopefully you are off sawing logs somewhere. Meanwhile, on this side of the planet, it is still midday. Well, no. It's somewhere around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm listening to the Dicey Collins episode were and I have to agree with Spencer um, it's probably uh, it was a laugh that's for sure but uh, you know it's probably not a good idea that we run around placing labels on people and things very quickly uh, I, I do feel though that uh, the reason for that is everybody wants these tidy little 
boxes. And um, whether you are a scanner, uh, someone with ADHD, or uh, some other not so pure white definition of humanity that most of us want to fit into a nice neat little box um, I'm not above that I sometimes I often want to have things fit into you know I want the square peg in the square hole and the round peg in the round hole but hey you know what I'm a hexagon peg don't put me in the square hole <laughs> uh, but yeah so I, I can I could totally agree with Spencer on that and I feel that um, certainly when I use terms like that it's just because those are the common terms that I tend to use and uh, it sounds also like uh, I may need to read some more about scanners. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, probably not. Rescue! Hey, Shay, it's Kevin calling in from the Red Caps podcast. Just finished listening earlier today to the uh, Two Ways, One Me episode. I thought it was really well done. I enjoyed having that insight um, of how you see yourself and how you see the various games. I think it's important to get almost like subgenre of game, you know, like heroic fantasy for those who are playing the actor role um, or tactical fantasy for those who want to play tactical and maybe use that to try to bring in more people of the same mindset. But I completely see where you're coming from. And I do agree with the advice of, of the GM trying to spread around the different game styles and give everybody a little bit of something. Um, but even when you do that, I think you still end up with a case of, there's going to be people who complain because you can't make everybody happy all the time, but love the episode. Uh, keep up the great work. That was a very interesting listen. And thank you very much. Have a fantastic day. Take care. Whoa. I'm always taken aback when a podcaster who I don't necessarily know very well is listening to my show. So Kevin, thanks for calling in red caps. Um, and forgive me. I'm not really a regular listener of your show, but maybe I should be. Anyway, your comments are very much appreciated, and I am so pleased that you found something useful in there. I'll be honest with you, though, those episodes, the, the sort of around 904, 905, were some of what I was wrestling with the most. And I feel like, yeah, if they've had the impact that I was hoping for, then that's an extra bonus, really. Um, they were dredged from my soul, <laughs> if that isn't too pretentious a thing to say. Anyway, I so appreciate you calling, and... Um, I'm really going to have to check out your podcast, aren't I? Game on, man. H.A. Jason here. Just finished episode 905 of Roleplay Rescue. And I got to tell you, man, you are not wrong to enjoy the world. There is nothing wrong or invalid or, or any of that stuff about that approach. It's a totally valid approach. It, it's not my approach. But that's, you know, if anything, I am probably the one that's wrong here. Because I much prefer generic fantasy world, generic whatever world, and then worry about the particular story and the characters. But that's as much an issue of attention span and being involved in too many things for me 
it, that's the problem. So, you know, I'm in too many games and I have too much going on with work and other hobbies and other things. So I don't want to put the brain power into learning and, and, and learning that world. And, and that's a personal issue. That's not saying you're wrong in what you're doing. If I was only involved in one game, if if my gaming to you know my gaming in total consisted of of one game or one main long running, I've often said I would love my ideal situation role playing is to have one game that's an ongoing long term years long campaign, and then have another game that rotates like maybe every quarter or every week or but. So you have one, one, it could be the same group, but one night of the week or one night of the month, you're playing a long, long-term game, and then you flit about experiencing other systems with the other group or the other time you play, right? If I did that, I could handle learning the lore of a world. But since most of my games tend to be fairly short-term, I don't want to put the effort into learning that lore. Maybe that's laziness on my part. I don't know. But it doesn't make you wrong by any means. And I think my situation is probably more the normal than yours, that people, but there are definitely people out there, a lot of people out there, not just one or two, but I know for a fact there are a bunch of people out there that do like the world exploration and do find generic fantasy world to be boring and want more than that. So I, do not write yourself off, you know, with that, because I, I don't think... I think probably in the modern online gaming community, you, you might be in the smaller half or the smaller percentage, but I bet you when we get back to gaming in person, then that percentage is going to change. So hang in there. You enjoy what you enjoy. And I agree with you. If you just sell generic world, not generic worlds, but you don't sell name brand worlds, then maybe you won't run into the issues with Grantha that, that you did. Uh, of course, the other thing is just to tell the players, you know, listen, yes, this is loosely based on Star Wars, but it, it, yeah, you're right. Players are still players, and they, so yeah, you're you're better off just doing generic words to describe the world and not citing your references. So, anyhow, hang in there, keep up the great work, enjoying your podcasts. Look forward to gaming with you again in the future, and um, you know, everybody's personal style is 100% valid and okay and you know we're all individuals and that's okay it's the way we were made you know and we need to respect and enjoy and and love that individuality so anyhow talk to you later Rescue! Hi Che, just wanted to thank you for bringing back some fond memories with your quick mention of Sherlock Holmes I'd love to hear more about how you've enjoyed Sherlock Holmes over the years. I keep meaning to catch up with some of the more recent stuff, but as a kid, after I'd sort of done the uh, choose-your-own-adventure and then fighting fantasy, I was on a, a big craze for hunting down every Sherlock Holmes book I could find in the school library. Absolutely loved it. I think it's something to do with the fact that I really enjoyed the uh, TV show that was around at the time. And I just like the whole vibe, that sort of Victorian, going on for Georgian kind of setting, I, I suppose. And 
yeah, it, it'd be great in an RPG. I don't quite know how I'd pull it off, but perhaps you've got some ideas. Anyway, take care, mate, and I'll catch you later. Colin Green from Spike Pit. I am so pleased to hear you call in, and thanks for picking up on the Sherlock Holmes reference. Um, yeah, I, I kind of thought that this is, might be an episode down the line that I need to talk about in more detail, but I still wanted to catch uh, my immediate thoughts in response to your call. And the truth is, I don't quite know how I'd put it off, but when I think about it, the thing that always drew me to Sherlock Holmes stories is obviously the investigation and the kind of, also the immersion into that, as you said, Victorian slash Georgian kind of uh, Britain, right? And so for me, when I think about it, it's the basic role-playing system, probably like nicking Call of Cthulhu, um, and using that as their engine to sort of drive the feel that I would want. And I think that that's possibly the reason why I keep tapping into the Call of Cthulhu products, because Call of Cthulhu somehow connects me to the memories of Sherlock Holmes. And of course, without necessarily the cultic um, old one stuff going on, I think that... Um, yeah, it's one of those worlds that I would love to immerse myself in. I just don't know if I've got the courage to give it a go. Maybe I should just do it. Um, I'm pretty sure Shani Andy would want me to just do it. But anyway, I think what I'm going to do is let it mull over. And I'm, there may be an episode on this down the line because, yeah, you triggered something in me too. So thanks, Colin. there a button for just play all what if they scroll all the way back to the bottom of the podcast and then select the one i want to hit why well, listen to next and hopefully i remember which one it is then scroll all the way back up to the top and then hit play why isn't there one that just says start from the beginning hey che i just started listening to your episode on uh, your style about with worlds, and uh, I can't even make it past the first 10 minutes without saying I totally agree with you. I, I think worlds are the big thing. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm so drawn to such a breadth of games as Dungeon World and some of the OSR stuff, um, really the Arnesonian tradition as well, just the idea that uh, play worlds, not rules. And rules are great, um, but only insofar as they really promote the idea of, of playing the world and exploring that and uh, just the idea of you starting with Classic Traveler uh, is just deeply cool to me. It's a game I haven't gotten to play yet, but one I deeply respect. And I think that that's so cool that, like, yeah, you're going to start by... Most of the book, frankly, is, you know, devoted to making this world. Um, there's not a default one, but you're going to make one for your group. Um, you're going to play through that, and that's what the rest of the book is devoted to, is how do you play through this world you've made. It's deeply cool. So anyways, just wanted to say that, and thanks. Hey, Shay, it's James from Subclass Act. Uh, I just listened to your solo Collins episode, and I think the uh, the timing is fun um, on that. I have been listening to Roleplay Rescue for, for a little bit now, uh, probably a couple months now, and uh, I've been really enjoying it. Um, you talking about solo play, other things too, that you've had some cool interviews, um, and I really enjoy your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, so I just figured I'd give a call in and say I like what you're doing. Um, I obviously think it's really cool to, to do the solo play stuff, uh, I do solo play sometimes. It's not on the podcast as well. It's it's nice to just not have other people's expectations and to experiment with new things. Um, I don't write the story in my game. Like I'm not a storyteller in my games that I run with other people. But um, 
it is nice to sometimes with oracles be surprised by something that I may not have even uh, thought of before. So it's just kind of a fun exploration and I'm glad you're enjoying that as well. Uh, second, I just wanted to thank you so much for, um, for, you know, mentioning my podcast on the show. It was cool. I'm really glad you're enjoying it. Um, yeah, I, I don't do as much editing. I did some editing before just to get rid of ums and ahs and I decided to leave it in just so that, um, I didn't put any false expectations on the actual play. So I kind of leave it there, uh, not posh as it were for, um, uh, people to realize that, um, you know, I'm, I'm coming up with this stuff. It's not, it doesn't come out published, uh, uh, pu- uh published and polished like, um, like some other actual plays, um, and just to have fun with it and to, to keep it nice and loose. So I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Hopefully you, uh, enjoy the newer episodes as well. Um, and I give you a shout out on my, my show as well and recommend that people check out Roleplay Rescue. I think, uh, it's, it's a great show. Uh, take care. Thank you, James Schrall from Subclass Act Podcast. Thanks so much for your comments. I really appreciate them. And thanks for calling in. It's my wish, wasn't it? And the call-in show, can we get James to call in? I think that what you're doing with subclass act is is well, frankly, a classy act and uh, not a subclassy act. Um, it's great. It's really um, honest, you know, and free flowing and inventive. And to be honest with you, I have been slowly listening through because I do savor the episodes. And so, to anyone who's listening to this, just give it a go and stick with it through you know, a couple of episodes and. You know, I've picked up so many little things from James's, um, you know, gaming that, yeah, it's just rich. So I hope that uh, you'll keep going. And um, hey, thanks for calling in. It, it's really good to hear from you. I think we've got one, two, three to go, and two of them are Jason. H.A. Jason here, just listen to episode 906. Great job. I'm sorry I missed that. I had to drop out of that game, but. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing the lighter prep. It's interesting to talk about prep. You know, John Allen Large has recently talked about prep. And then over at the Adventuring Party, which I know is a little bit the decisive podcast, but over at the, or not the Adventuring Party, over at the Smart Party, I'm sorry. The Adventuring Party is not decisive, the Smart Party is. But the over at the Smart Party, they recently interviewed Sly Flourish, who does the Lazy Dungeon Master, Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master books, who talked about game prep. So game prep is just in the um, in the air right now. But anyhow, take care. Talk to you soon. Rescue! Hey, Che. Paul here. Uh, Hep Dilemma on the Discord. So I'm calling in and responding to episode 905 on worlds and maps and the fueling of intimidation. So I can definitely relate because I've been trying to get back to the table myself and I've been reading 13th Age Glorantha and it is indeed intimidating. Uh, There is just so much there for all that this book specifically says that you, the GM, need to make the world your own and the details, you know, written in the books don't matter as such. It's all about transforming it as you play into into something your group agrees on. So you were talking about the maps of Kryn and Forgotten Realms. And those were important to me. But you know, casting my mind back, for me, it was the maps that came first. I mean, world atlases of, of our very own Earth and the maps at the front of fantasy novels. But the map of Greyhawk is one that just stands out in my memory. The first edition of the Greyhawk box set had these fantastic bright colors and this shiny paper. 
and the gazetteer described this world that was just set up and poised, teetering on the edge of adventure, uh, just waiting for PCs to poke their noses where they didn't belong and start the dominoes falling. Now, later editions of Greyhawk sort of added these leaden layers of meta plot on top, but that's that's a completely separate topic. But looking at modules, again, all those grid square dungeon maps or the isometric projections in the Dragonlance modules, they're pr describing these worlds in potentia. So, so what is a world, you know, as you're talking about these worlds, what are these worlds that you know you want to explore that we want to explore? And, and my mind goes back to all these podcasts I've been listening to over the years where they say, you know, if, when you're writing this super deep character backstory, you know, save it for the table, save it for play. And there's this moment of alchemy that happens during play where the words that you the game master and you the players say that it's transmuted into a greed reality. So all the details in books and written on paper don't matter until that moment at the table when it actually happens. So for me, I want to explore ideas. The specific details of the world don't matter as much as the feeling the setting evokes. And so when that moment of transmutation happens, all the things that we've read and imagined become a shared reality. So, so you know, the idea of enough detail to deem worthy of play does indeed seem daunting. But the worlds as written don't actually exist for us in all their detail until they arrive through play. So when you're, you know, selling the ideas of these games you want to run, you know, that your, your perception that the idea of just exploring a world isn't enough does seem on point. And so maybe the questions are, you know, there's the what is the theme? What is the, you know, that high concept, you know, your your X bar, uh, your your X files in uh, co combined with Dresden files or whatever it is. But there's the other piece, which is what is the core activity? So what is the thing that the PCs are going to do? What are the stories they're going to tell in this world? And so, you know, that's the process whereby not just the world in the books or your own imagined version of the world uh, becomes a world agreed and experienced by everyone at the table. You know, sometimes you get a call in and you think, that's so on point and so useful and so amazing. What else could you possibly add? There isn't much I can add to that. But thank you, Paul. I think there's only one thing that I slightly disagree with, and it's the sense that these worlds don't exist until they arrive. I want to suspend my disbelief enough that I can have the pretense in my mind that the world does exist without us there. I was always drawn to um, Greg Stafford's Glorantha because he, quote, discovered it in 1966 and each time he went to game i got the impression that he was going on a journey of discovery to find out more about that world and bring back more lore and more information for us now from where we are now when you read all of the RuneQuest stuff and all the growth stuff that's just a daunting amount of 
stuff and law but of course that was incrementally built at the table the one small difference was that i think they had that conceit that the place was real and we were just going to go and bring some back some more from it and i like that idea so yep i take all of your other points but i'm going to maintain i'm going to hold on to this one little thing that is really important to me the idea that the world does kind of exist as a secondary world without us actually having to go and play there but what a seriously great call-in. Thank you. Hey, Trey, Jason here. Just listen to the latest episode of Roleplay Rescue. I don't remember the number, but it's where you respond to Evil Jeff and play his call and then talk about being system fluid. I really can't argue with anything you said there. I, I do think some systems emulate some genres better, but ultimately the system's less important than the group of players and the right group of players is going to bring the right feel regardless of the system you're using because you can just ignore bits and bobs in the system if they don't work so yeah no no complaints here um keep up the great work right then so i guess that's it for the call-ins and just about managed to squeeze it all in under a half an hour so all that really remains is to say thank you to all the callers so first of all i want to say thank you to jeffrey who called in in the middle there with some clear technical issues relating i presume to the anchor app i'm sorry i can't help you with that one um, but perhaps anchors help would be the place to go uh, but i will love the fact that you called in to ask so thank you so very much for that and thank you to jason to frank to Kevin, to Colin, to James, and to Paul for all of the amazing calls that have made up this episode. There wouldn't be bonus episodes without your call-ins. And in fact, most of the time, your call-ins inspire me to new shows. I think Colin's got me thinking about one on Sherlock Holmes. James got me thinking about stuff on Solo again, a bit more on that. And there are about three or four ideas that the other calls popped into my mind that I've scribbled down in my book. So who knows where it's going to go from there. In the meantime, I'm Che Webster. This has been a Roleplay Rescue bonus call-in show. And all that remains for me to say is, look after yourself, stay safe, game on. (laughs) 